You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Man Podcast number 480. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. Oh, boy. It is uh, all iPhone all the time right now, it seems. <laughs> so everybody's talking about the iPhone, which... Uh, isn't isn't that the same every year, this roundabout this time? Of year? I don't think so. I think last year was kind of a down year for the iPhone. I knew a lot of lot of people who didn't update to the uh, iPhone 13 because it was I, perceived I, as a barely anything upgrade. Yeah, and also there's a, another problem. I actually had a, an experience that we had a company, uh, well, like a work uh, training event on Friday. Uh, and so I mentioned to a couple of people, I said, oh, you know, how, how old is your iPhone? Because we'll, we'll upgrade to the new ones. And... Um, Plenty, quite a few people said, "Oh, really?" So they, they, first of all, they thought, you know, they said, uh, "Well, there's nothing really wrong with my phone. I'm perfectly happy with it." And then, secondly, they couldn't, they didn't know which one they had. They couldn't remember when they got it. Um, they couldn't remember when they had last year's phone or the years before. And there was a couple of people with the twelve who said, uh, "Yeah, do I have to upgrade?" It was only when we looked at battery health that we kind of decided they had to. But I think it illustrates the mainstream iPhone has become. Or you know, pretty much commoditized now, uh, and in terms of features, it's very incremental every year. Yes, and that's why I think most people are on a two to three year upgrade cycle. I know a lot of people who have a twelve, who are saying you know either yes they're getting the new one or they're going to wait for next year. Yeah, and I had a twelve Pro, which I was very happy with, but I thought yeah you know what. I already knew I wanted a new Apple Watch. Mine was getting pretty scratched up. Yeah. And it was the 3, which uh, is a dead-end yeah. watch at this point. It's, there's no more upgrades for it. Yeah. So I was like, ah, you know, and I keep seeing the, the well, the 7 up to this point on people's yep. wrists. And it just looked a little bigger. And I and I would prefer a it little is, bit yeah. bigger. Yeah. So, the screen's bigger. Yep. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to upgrade both my iPhone as well as my Apple Watch. And I'm going to start with the Apple Watch. Okay. So I got the Series 8 uh, with GPS, and I could not be happier. It is way better than the 3 that I was using. Oh, that, that's a huge jump, yeah. And it's the, the it's brighter. Um, I didn't have an always-on display with the 3. No, no, that only came in with the 6, I think. Yeah, and that makes a huge difference. It really Maybe does. Five. A, yeah. a quick glance, yeah. and I can see the time without having to wiggle my wrist three or four times. Um, which, I don't know, maybe was padding my uh, my activity monitor. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, oh, look, he jogged for a second. Um, <laughs> it, but I did do something with this watch that I haven't done with the other ones, and I got a protective plastic screen to pop over the top of it, which okay. I don't mind. I was thinking it's going to add bulk, and I'm not going to like it, but... No, nah, it's fine. I, I, I don't even recognize that it's on if I'm wearing the watch. Okay, uh, I was about to say, if you're not happy with that, the the, to me, there's the hidden secret of the Apple Watch, which is you can buy, you can this same for all products on on Apple now, but you can buy Apple Care monthly as a subscription, um, and for the watch, it's like super cheap, it's like three. I, well, I pay three pound fifty, so I imagine it would be what maybe four ninety nine for the U, in the US, something yeah. like that. And to me, the, you kind of that's that's not noticing it money, uh, and that means that any time you want to, you know, if it does get damaged in any way, you can go and have the 
the face re- replaced. And and I did that for mine. I've got a Series 6 because I thought, you know, when I do come to sell it, I want to do that. Actually, um, <laughs> there's a, here's the problem with the Apple Watch. The resale values suck. <laughs> I mean, they are, even for this one now, the, you are paying probably a quarter you you will get probably a quarter of what you paid for it which for something that, that might only be a couple of years old is ridiculous doesn't matter which model you have unless you have one of the really high-end ones um if you have the uh you know gps and cellular uh top end one um top end aluminium one um that's still worth about the same as any of the other ones so <laughs> But just bear that in mind. But yeah, that is an option if you don't want to if you don't want to put something on it, and you are you do think you're going to keep the watch, you want to protect it from damage. Then Apple Care monthly is an option. I don't have uh, small arms or small wrists, so I briefly considered the bigger one. Yeah. But the reason my watch got scratched up was because of you know everyday usage. It's hitting something, and I thought, well, if I get even a bigger, bigger watch, like what is the new one called? Uh, the ultra yeah the ultra if it's that much bigger there's a good chance that i'm going to be hitting it even more than i do the regular apple watch size so i yeah, skipped and, that one and it and i'll be honest with you i think it's kind of ugly well it's definitely an acquired taste um i haven't seen one in person yet but um ordinarily i'd be all over a bigger kind of more rugged looking watch but the problem is it's hugely expensive i know it's a lot cheaper than what people thought it would be but, yeah, I, I don't really want to be in the hole for that sort of money, especially given what I just said about the resale value of these watches. And, you know, much like I'm talking about people with the iPhones, with with my Series 6, I'm really, really happy with it still. It does everything I want it to do. You know, it does have the bigger screen than the early ones. It's got the always-on. It's got the sensors on it that I use. Um, and at the moment, they all run the same software. So you kind of get most of the features, apart from those those add on added sensors and this year's sensors just you know crash detection and menstrual <laughs> menstrual temperature monitoring are things i don't need yeah, <laughs> i don't know i could use Obviously. it later <laughs> um yeah so uh so yeah it's uh it was a case of this year i thought you know unless unless i have a disaster i lose or, or completely destroy my watch um i'm not going to upgrade um but i love the product i use it all the time it's a good watch I, yeah, I think I think it is a good watch, and you know, you know, I've used other watches, and I have other watches, but you know, my Apple Watch is my go-to. What I love about mine, and in fact, I've just done this, is that you want to change it up a bit, get a different strap. Yeah, I've um, got a, quite a few straps, and I'm pretty sure my three straps work just fine on the eight. So yeah, they all work. The even on the Ultra, even if you have the Ultra, they will take the same straps. I uh, just. Just the two size variances. So the Ultra takes the bigger straps, but um, they all work. I just got the... Um, God, I can't keep up with these names. I think this is the Modern Loop. The uh, I didn't buy it from Apple. I bought it from somebody else on eBay who was selling. They were they are genuine Apple ones. So it's the one that's like... Um, well, it, it's, it's meant to be... It's a rubbery leather. It is actually leather, but it, it kind of feels like a rubbery leather. And it has little lozenges on with magnets in. And it kind of clasps itself in the magnets. I quite like it. It's quite nice. Got it in blue. Uh, and it's pretty good. I, um, I've i got quite a few different Apple Watches bands. And yeah, I rotate through them. I'm using the one that mm-hmm. came with this Apple Watch right now. Because it just feels different and new. And something about the rubbery feel of a new Apple Watch band is kind of cool. I like it for yeah. a little while. And then I, I get bored with it. 
I do think there's going to be a market for people knocking off the ultras bands because obviously oh, yeah, they're quite sure. different. And uh, a lot of people are say, well, yeah. It's already <laughs> you, there. You, I, I bet if you look on Amazon, you'll already find them. Uh, I, I did look. In fact, I ordered one. Um, but uh, they're not available to Otto because obviously they've got to ramp up the manufacturing. Yeah. But um, I think if it'd be interesting if you put that band on a regular Apple Watch, how much of the aesthetic you're going to get compared to the compared to the the actual ultra which i think i think a lot of people aren't going to see in real life because not, not many people will buy an 850 dollar watch um and so i i think i think it it points towards probably the future of the uh of the apple watch i, I wouldn't surprise me if we saw a a kind of a an se version of the ultra next year in aluminium i, I would really like a round one to be honest yeah we've um, we've had this discussion yeah. having a round watch is 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 nicer. I mean, I always have a round uh, face on mine and uh, stuff in the corners, and uh, that's the way I like to do it. Um, yeah, but I, I had that. I used that Garmin for while I was in San Francisco with the round face, and it was awesome. It was really nice. Well, we're just conditioned that our watch is round. Yeah, there's no well, reason for it, uh, but except except for the fact that a huge amount of people wear Apple watches now, which are which aren't. So, yeah, you know what? This is Apple. So what will happen is when they do finally come out with a round watch, they will tout it like it was the only the first time anybody had this idea and nobody's done it as well no, as they have. No, of course they will. Because <laughs> there's quite a lot of that going around this year. So let's move over to the iPhone. Um, I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm torn with the new iPhone, to be honest with you. There's nothing I okay. dislike about it. Let me start there. Well, let, yeah. I uh, got a yeah, iPhone yeah. 14 Pro Max purple 256. So first of all, let's just break into that. So because the the they've really differentiated between the Pro lines and the ordinary and the regular lines this year. Even though they've got rid of the Mini and they have the Plus again, which is like they used to have. You remember they used to have. Um, yeah, I think was it the eight? They did an, as an eight and an eight plus with large screen. Yes. Yeah, so they've gone back to that for the regular phone, but actually internally, it's it's well apparently it's been all been redesigned. But in in terms of the architecture, it's got the same processor as last year, with a very slight variation of GPU. Um, it's got the same camera system as last year. It's got a slightly different battery, and because the processor is slightly more efficient this year, um, you know they've done something to make it slightly more efficient, or maybe it's just the different battery. You get slightly better battery life. Yeah, but it's broadly the same device as we got last year except for these additional functions which are the um again the crash detection um it does and it has this satellite um emergency satellite function now both of those things are great things that are nice to have you wouldn't ever go and buy a, a phone because it had those in um because i think even people who are dedicated wilderness guys who sometimes get out of coverage would probably go and buy um you know, if they want to regularly text home and stuff like that from satellites, they would probably go and buy a product that can do that. You can get a Garmin um, product that, that can add to your phone that, that can do that. And you can do more with it than the Apple thing. But um, obviously, it's very nice to have for those occasional times when something goes wrong and you need it. It could be a lifesaver. Um, but it's not it's not going to sell many phones, I don't think. Uh, interesting enough, I've heard that the... Um, current phones could do the satellite thing um it's been technically feasible for a while but they won't because they want to sell the new phone so oh of yeah. course no, no question yeah. about that 
Um, yeah, I don't know how true that is, but that's 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 a rumor that's been going around. The always-on yeah, the- display that they kicked in with the new version of iOS, which you know translates back to the old ones, is weird at first. The, the well, it, first it, couple of days, I kept feeling like I didn't turn my phone off. That's a pro feature, though. You don't get that on the regular phones. Right. Because apparently you need ProMotion for that, which yep. means um, you, you only get ProMotion on the high-end screen, so you only get that on the pro. I kind of like it, though, because if I pull my phone out of my pocket when I'm at work, it's usually clipped to the charger. You know, it's just the yeah. magnetic charger yeah. just sitting there. Yeah. And it's nice to be able to just to glance over and get a quick update, you know, on weather yeah. or the battery life on my watch. Oh, which, by the way, I forgot to talk about with the watch. For Let's go backwards for one second. Um, with my Series 3, putting it on at 6, well, hold on a second. Hey, listen, you're being a nuisance. You're going to go in the other room. Okay, thank you for bringing me your toy. I'll throw it in there. This plaque. This plat. This cat plays fetch, by the way. I was going to say, you shouldn't speak to Cole like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, with my old watch, I'd put my watch on probably about 5 in the morning, I think. You know, right after my shower, so yeah, about 5. And the battery would last me till I got home. And I usually would have maybe 10%, yeah, maybe 20% left by the time I got home at night. And... It's one of the reasons I never slept with my watch on. Number one, I, I won't do that regardless. But yeah. number two, I would just get home, take my watch off, put it on the charger. Well, I was messing with some of my stuff here on my desk while I was waiting for the Apple Watch. And what I didn't realize is that I had unplugged my charger. Right. Well, my charger looks like a, a classic Mac. Have you seen mm-hmm. those before? Yeah, yeah. Where the, the phone is the screen. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's what I use for my uh, charger. So I'm going to say this was um, Thursday, no, Saturday morning. Uh, I'm looking at my watch, or I'm looking at my phone, and in the screen still on, but, you know, it's not actually on. Yeah. I can see my Apple Watch has about less than 25% charge left. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh. I forgot to put it on the charger, but it is on the charger. Yeah. The charger has been plugged in, uh, unplugged since I got the, my new Apple watch. So yeah. I used this watch for four days without charging it. And it went down to 25%. Uh, and uh, when you say that, does that mean you were taking it off when you came home from work? I was like, you like you would normally do. So yep. you weren't, really using it you weren't you so you weren't using it full day you were using it in eight hour blocks or no 10, blocks. T- 10 to 12 yeah okay so that's that's pretty good so that's, that's even better than that's really yeah, good that's, that that's it blew good, my yeah. mind and so uh, instead of reaching around and and getting this one plugged in i still had the brand new magnetic charger sitting on my desk which yeah. is USB-C. so i've got a port right in the front of my computer area so i plugged it in there and popped it in thinking well, you know, I've got about maybe a half hour before I have to leave for work. I'll get it a little bit charged up. In a half hour, I figure I'll get maybe 10, 20%. Nope. Fully charged. Fully charged. Yeah. Blows my mind. It, yeah. The battery life going from a three to an eight yeah. is mind boggling. It is high praise on my end. It yeah. really, really is. I could not believe how long the charge stayed. It stayed, 
and how quickly it charged up. So, yeah. man, kudos I, for I, Apple. Yeah, that is just absolutely. amazing. I'm blown away I, by it. I wear mine literally from when I get up in the morning till I go to bed. So I'm wearing mine for about 14, 15 mm-hmm. hours a day. And I will get, um, I can get a day and a half. I could certainly do an overnight, including the sleep tracking, having worn it a full day and then throw it on the charger in the morning when I went in the shower and um, and and then have it, it, it depending on, I, I shower pretty quick, but uh, uh, depending on how much I, I get it, get, you know, get enough to, to get me through the full day again. And, and this is a watch that's now two years old. So yeah, um, yeah the, it's kind of annoying that you can't get battery. <laughs> that's a separate Apple thing, but you the battery health stuff that they introduced in the iPhone mm-hmm. after all that brouhaha a few years ago when they, when, you know they were accused of throttling phones um i wish you could get that on everything because obviously you know you want to know for sure whether your battery health is declining or not to know whether to replace some of these devices if you if you use them a lot with my original Uh, apple watch um the and when i say original i mean the original the first year of the apple watch because this is my third apple watch now yeah uh, with my original, I knew it was time to get a new one because the battery started swelling. <laughs> right. Well, that, well, that's a bit of a giveaway, but I'd rather than not use that as an indicator. Yeah. That's, <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm like, why is my watch a little warm and the screen is sticking up farther than you, it usually if you, would? If you want to see something fun, there is a, a subreddit on Reddit called r slash spicy pillows. And all it is is pictures of people's swollen battery. Mm. And I love the name spicy pillows. That is pretty good. <laughs> So there's some clever people out there. So yeah. back to the iPhone 14 Pro Max. Um, yep. Realizing that I came from a 12 Pro, um, it wasn't a worthwhile upgrade for me. No? No. So one of the things that I do with my phone on a daily basis is scan VIN numbers. Yeah. And there's an app that I use. And I also scan driver's licenses. Well, with mm-hmm. the 12 Pro, I mean, it was just a barely saw the front, clink, turn the driver's license over, it scans the barcode, clink, done, right? Yeah. The new one does great, kind of, on the front, and it just will not scan the barcode for crap on the back. Won't do it. So either the they, app they, is are, goofy yeah. or it's I, I, not I, I, sending correct information. I'd imagine the app needs updating to talk to the camera system, the new camera system, because it is a brand new camera system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not, um, you know, a problem. Super annoying for me, for though. That. Super annoying. Uh, so there's that. I can that. understand. Um, I will say that my, f- and I didn't think it was a 12 problem. I thought it was a cable problem. When I would plug my phone in to Apple CarPlay on the truck, it always took maybe a minute and a half for it to register that there's a phone there and start working, which is kind of annoying. I'm already driving down the road before it finally pops up. And then sometimes it just wouldn't. And I'd have to unplug, plug, unplug, plug. Um, yeah, well, I haven't had any problems with this new one. I plug it in and it recognizes it way faster than the 12 did. But it just worked. Yeah. That could be software. That could be iOS 16. Um, I, I, it could ha- be. I had, yeah, yeah, I had some dropout problems with CarPlay over the last eighteen months or so, um, and it was intermittent. It was random. It didn't matter what phone I was using because I used a couple of different phones. It's annoying as hell. Um, it is. Well, it is annoying as hell because yeah, obviously you want 
if you get the car, you want your um, you, you want your phone to connect straight away, particularly if you're relying on it for satellite. So um, I for, did do a yeah, trade in with my phone. I traded my 12 Pro in for this. Now I got the purple. I was expecting yeah. purple. I want a purple phone. That's going to be cool. This is yeah. in the purple universe, maybe, but it's by far not. It's more gray than purple. Yeah, so I was a little I'd disappointed. That. I'd heard that as well. So, I, having said last time we talked about phones, that you know what, you use your phone all the time. If you if you really like phones, you should probably um, find a way to get the best phone you can. So, yeah. I took my own advice and I've ordered a, a, the same phone as you, but in black. Yeah. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to use that as my daily driver for work, um, and I'm going to move my. I traded in my old XS Max. Which I used to use kind of as a as a, a pseudo tablet, um, you know, when I when I go to bed to read and that sort of thing. So the um, my current thirteen is going to be moved to that role, and I've got the Pro Max with the bigger screen as my daily driver. And I've, because I found the last few months, I'm using my iPad less and less. I just rely on my phone, um, and so I, thought, I haven't well, made have that get... leap yet. Yeah. So I thought if I if I get the bigger phone, then I'm 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 closer to something in the middle, um, and uh, yeah. But let's face it, it's just an excuse to buy buy another phone. <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, so I have that coming, but mine's coming from the carrier. So so um, I'm waiting a week or two for that. And uh, long lead times on the pros. Um, only only about a well yeah, it's about uh, a week week and a half lead time on the regulars at the moment. So. Um, Sounds like the pros are selling more. Or the maybe they just made less. The cat's aggressively playing fetch with me. Yeah? Yeah, she drops it next to me, and then when I don't do anything, she kind of bats at this paper that makes noise, so then I look over <laughs> and see what she's doing. And then yeah. she gets all attentive, like, hey, you're going to throw this, right? So yeah. that's the my experience so far with the iPhone 14. The thing that I'm the most impressed with, and I was saving this for last, is... Knowing that I came from a 12 Pro, what do you want? No, I'm not. You leave it over there. Um, Cole plays in marching band, and he plays Mm -hmm. the quads, and he's the only quads player in the band, so you can definitely hear him play. Yeah. And he is, unfortunately, being on the quads, and we learned this from Felix as well, is that he's always in the back of the band, so he's the farthest away from the audience. Yeah. I never really zoomed up much with the 12 because it would get jittery and almost unusable. Yep. I did it with this one. I did max zoom and holy crap, it's so much better. The built-in stabilization just works extremely well. And you got to remember, I'm a good 100 yards away. Nah, not quite that. Maybe 70 yards away, 60 yards away, zooming in. And I think it's eight times zoom. I think that's the zoom level on it. Um, it looked great. I was really surprised how well it 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 did zoom up and and stabilized it. Now any yeah, so, actual movement, oh, it's kind of nauseating, but it worked. So I I understand that the this the Pro has this forty eight megapixel sensor, um, and it does this for regular photos. It's meant to do this thing called um, quad pixel binning. Or, or not not binning, sorry, quad pixel. But basically, it's like a retina screen. It uses 
four of its own pixels for every one pixel it presents to you. So you get a 12 megapixel image, but it's based on the information from four pixels on the sensor, which means you get more detail. Uh, but that does mean that you can zoom in uh, and basically it can crop to all the way down to 12 megapixels in the middle of that sensor um, and you still get the same level of definition you get um, you, you'd get if you were using a, a telephoto lens you don't get the the kind of the loss of definition you get so i don't know a, a, a maximum zoom on the pro whether that is uh, whether it's switching to the telephoto lens which has a worse camera on it than um than the main camera but I, i'm i'm pleased to hear that you're getting good results out of it because yeah, uh, obviously it looks good the camera is 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 there are more things in now like the always on screen and stuff like that but the camera is one of the main reasons people might go for a a, a pro over a regular iphone to get a better camera and i will say um, if you've got an older iphone and you're you have a need to zoom it this seems to do really well it, yeah it, it does a great job i'm i'm i i I'm impressed, you know, and I don't say that lightly. It, it was impressive yeah. to me. Um, so that was the uh, uh, waiting for David. Of course, he's going to give his take in a month. Um, yeah. But that's my take on the new iPhone 14 Pro Max. If How are you, you have finding- uh, a 12, I would say it's a skip here. Yeah, unless you, yeah, I mean, you could, if you've got battery problems, you could always get the battery replaced by Apple and save quite a lot of money. Yes, so, um, a lot of money. But having said that, um, if you're on one of these incremental upgrade programs where every two years you pay the same amount every two years they offer you an upgrade to a newer phone, um, then you know that's something to think about too. Uh, but yeah, we are definitely in the in the era of you know step by step upgrades on these devices. Yep. One of the things I like at the moment is iOS 16, and I was wondering how you find that compared to. I've been 15. mostly focused on on the phone itself and the watch itself, right. and I haven't really delved deep into any of the new features, if you will, other than the always-on display and yeah. kind of customizing the lock screens and stuff. Other than that, I haven't really noticed anything different. So I, I like I like the way they've done the lock screens and the new notifications. Um, I like the search th- at the bottom. That makes way more sense yeah. to me. Yeah, but I I like what they've done. It's a bit annoying at the moment that you can only put so few widgets on the lock screen because I'm yeah used to, I'm a little I'm, surprised about that too. I want the whole screen full of different widgets. Well, I, I think this new live update feature is going to, which isn't available yet, is going to fill the rest of the screen when it's working. Yeah. Um, so I th- I suspect that way is, but certainly I I hope in the future we get more flexibility because I'm I've when I've done lock screen customization on an on Android phones in the past, you can put whatever you want on there. Um, and it really is properly customizable. This is still very much, you know, Apple's safety rails. Um, but the picture stuff is neat. Um, I found it's really good. Um, the way it puts pictures in the back and the way it adjusts the screen and, and offers you colors that match and everything is the sort of stuff that Apple's good at. What about this um, dynamic island thing that uh, that is a, the other differentiator on the Pro? So... Rather than having, I, rather I, than having I don't a cutout tab. At, yeah, I don't have any apps that really take advantage of it other than Apple's own. And then it's right. like, oh, okay, it has a little music thing in there, and that's fine. Um, and the phone thing up there, that's fine too. But I I don't know. It, it seems like a natural progression. Like, oh, yeah, that that's probably what they should have been doing since day one. Um, and because it's not a notch anymore, it's an actual, it's 
not connected to the top of the screen. Um, I would rather have had that completely gone and that the camera's yeah. just in there seeing through the screen rather mm-hmm. than still having to have a cutout or a notch or an island. I still don't understand why that's, this is still a thing. Why do we still have to have this notch cut out into the screen to accommodate the forward-facing camera? I don't get it. I don't understand why they can't come up with a better solution than this. I like how it organically grows and shrinks. It's kind of neat, but I just don't understand why it's still there. Yeah, and and obviously I haven't experienced this yet, but to me, uh, there was a big fuss when the notch first appeared. And on my 13, the notch is smaller than it was on the previous phones. I don't really notice it. And the thing, the immediate thing when I saw the Dynamic Island stuff is it's a very cool solution to that particular problem. Um, but I did find myself thinking, well, yeah, but they've changed it from the notch to something that's now far more visible and in your face than the notch was. Yeah, they, they call the notch, it, you just it's kind definitely of more about attention. It. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, yeah, I was a bit, little bit mystified by that. I mean, it's a typical... I suppose a typical approach of Apple's trying to turn a weakness into a strength, but uh, had they left the notch alone, uh, perhaps made it even smaller and perhaps um, narrower, not not narrower width, but narrower in terms of screen height, um, I'd imagine that, that that would have worked just as well, but they wouldn't have been able to make a feature out of it like they did in the keynote. So well, on the 12, sometimes on the 14 you wonder if Pro, it's the tail. Yeah, with the 14 Pro Max itself, because the screen is so big, it's really tiny. It, it's, right. it doesn't interrupt anything. Um, I will say this. One of the cool new features about the iPhone is that when you take a picture of something, it recognizes what the subject is. Like, hey, you just took a picture of a hand or a person or what have you. And one of the new features is holding and copying that subject. And I sent David, they call it a sticker. And I posted it in text. It was just the subject itself. It wasn't the whole picture that's kind of cool they do a really good job of that and that's almost yeah, magical and, and but what did i say to you at the time i said I had, I had no idea the phones could do that um because it's completely and utterly undiscoverable it is unless you randomly start holding down on things in your photos and then all of a sudden I, once once it works the interface is actually really well designed because you see this kind of wash spread over the subject it's very clear it shows you what the the bit it selected is uh, and then it puts the kind of this like active um, uh, kind of halo around it that that has moving things on it, so you can clearly see what it's selected. But yeah, the the, the first the first thing I had with it was uh, I had no idea that was there. I must have missed that part of the keynote, uh, and so I didn't know how to access it or what. I don't even know what. Uh, well, it works on my thirteen, so it's um, it's it's a sixteen feature. It's not built into the hardware. Of the phones. The second thing is you know fine um the sticker thing is is okay but apart from that i kind of found myself thinking well what what am i going to use this for you can't use it for compositing because the photo uh i tried this the photo app doesn't allow you to do that level of editing no nope. so you can't paste it into another photo it doesn't work in um, notes either yeah you can paste it into messages and that's about it and i just you know it's a fun gimmick but i just find myself thinking what 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 would i use this for there are some drawing even... programs that it does work with Right. Okay. Photoshop well, I was going to say on your phone, it, it totally supports it. Right. Okay. Because I was going to say to me, that's the sort of thing where you select an item and then you might want to boost the colors on it or 
um, you know, the, the lighting or something to actually make it pop a little bit more. But you can't do again. You can't do that in the regular uh, photos app, as far as I could see. No, I thought it always- would be cool to take a picture of something, um, select the object, copy it. And then adjust the actual picture itself, make it black and white, and then paste this back in the color, but it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the photo um, app doesn't do it. So it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. yeah and and um, the other thing as well is that I found once I, once I knew how to do it, so I start messing around, there's no indication before you start pressing things whether it's going to work on a photo or not. No, I it know. It works. <laughs> so, you know, it, sometimes it works and it will pick up an object. Sometimes it won't and it just won't pick up anything. And sometimes it works, but it picks up not the object you want. Um, and there's no, in, in typical Apple, there's no interface to allow you to say, this is the object I want. Right. And there's nothing that says, I can't do this here Look, because... It, it's, a, it's a little gimmick. It, that's all it yeah. is. And that's fine, but for what it does, it's kind of magical. I, yeah. I put a coffee cup on a desk, and I took a picture, and it copied just the coffee cup. And it was just... The masking was perfect. It was it was yeah. magical. I was like, wow, that it would have taken me five minutes in Photoshop to mask that yeah. coffee cup off and just pull that out of the photo. And I just did it by holding on a picture. So yeah. that's I'm, some cool I'm stuff. Sure. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I'll tell you what's kind of cool. And I don't know how I feel about it. Um, we both own a steam deck now Yeah, and I couldn't be happier with it. It's, it's, it's simply a fantastic bit of kit, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Logitech wanted to get in on this business too. So they came out with an Android powered steam deck clone for portable game cloud or gaming that Microsoft is behind. So you log into your Xbox account and you can stream content. It's completely streamed. It's not downloaded. Yeah. Um, but it's what? 300 bucks. Uh, it's 300 now it will go up to 350 which is the entry price of the steam deck uh when it actually launches so if you buy it ahead of time it looks great it looks like an xbox controller is what it looks like yeah you mean well so i have i have thoughts first of all is press photos don't tell you how with a controller how it feels to actually use and it could really suck well that was my concern with the steam deck like yeah how good is the build quality what does it feel like in my hand how do the thumb buttons work how do the trigger buttons work how intuitive is the whole device you know i was blown away everything by far exceeded my expectations yeah the only thing that i will say about logic tech is they're pretty good about making hardware their stuff generally is better than average yeah i would hope so for this sort of money and and the steam deck was out there already so they know what a good feeling thing yeah you know but more widely it's a case of $350 $350 for something that only does one thing, which is stream games. Off, you have to be uh, online with it. So you, you have to be online. Um, and that some people who are already struggling with the Steam Deck where they don't they don't start games before they go offline and then they find the DRM or the, the checking back to the servers means they can't play the game when they're out, out of coverage. Right. So that's, that's a problem. So the second thing is that um, you'd have to have a subscription to one of these services. So as well as $350 for an, what's effectively an Android phone with a controller on it. That's really what yeah, it is. You're, yeah. You now, you, you're also then to play games. You have to have a subscription to at least one of the services. Um, and if you want full coverage for all the games, I mean, you might need two or three. Um, and then the other, the third thing of course, is that 
I've tried game streaming, and for me, despite the fact that I have a very good internet connection, for one reason or another, it just doesn't work well here. Yeah. So, um, and that and that can be a bit of a, a crapshoot too. And then the fourth thing is that you could spend that same money on a Steam Deck, and you could stream the games on a Steam Deck, or you could just use your phone and spend fifty dollars on a controller for it, or you could use an iPad, which is an iPad and controller is the same sort of money, and you would get the same experience, only a whole load of other stuff as well. So I think this is priced really wrongly. If it was $150 or $200, I think maybe it would have more of a um, more legs to it. But uh, at this sort of money, they obviously feel like they're competing directly against the Steam Deck, and I just don't see it. I don't either. I, I, the, the first time I saw it before I read any specs, I thought it was one of these... Chinese knockoff things that, yeah. you know, you bring your own operating system type of deals. Um, but the more I read into it, I thought, well, it's definitely interesting. And it actually does support the Steam engine as well, by yeah. the way. Um, but I don't know. I, now that I own the Steam Deck, I, I don't see why this would even... Maybe because I could play Halo then, because I can't do that on the Steam Deck. So anything that's an Xbox exclusive... Yeah, well... well Halo Master Chief Collection is available on Steam. Is Halo it? Infinite is available on Steam, and oh, they both well, run. They both run the Steam Deck. Uh, and the thing with the Steam Deck as well is that it's trivial if you want to to plug a USB. I wouldn't do a dual boot because that's harder at the moment. Yeah. But to plug a USB uh, C um, dongle into the top with Windows installed it and boot it to Windows, and then you can do all of those things. Yeah. You can you can run Xbox Game Pass, and if you've got Xbox Xbox Game Pass PC um, subscription, then you could download those games to your Steam Deck and actually run them on the Steam Deck from Windows, while still only paying the subscription price. So, you know, it, it, I I understand they're trying to compete and they're trying to pivot and do something a little bit different, but at this sort of price point, I just I just don't feel it it stacks up really. It um, looks really thin. Yeah. Okay. So, but I'm, I mean, can you can you stream these games on Switch? Is there is there streaming stuff for a Switch? No, not that I'm aware of. No. Well, I mean, you know maybe what? if you hack it. If 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 it if streaming really because streaming is still a niche at the moment. If streaming really takes off, I can't imagine that Nintendo would not want to get in on that game. Oh, sure they will. By by enabling the Switch to do it. Well, Switch, no, they wouldn't do that. They would make you. You buy don't a think they'd one. do it on the Switch? <laughs> Not on the current Switch, no. 100% no. no. No, I know Nintendo. It's a new device you have to get. But if you want to play... I mean, here's the other thing as well. If you want to play AAA games, the other thing that this would compete with is a Switch. A Switch Lite is half the price. Um, and yeah, not as flexible. Can't play the same games. But it, it can play some pretty damn good games. Oh, absolutely can. In the same form factor. Yeah. So um, I'm all about again, choice. I'm all about, you know, hey, let's get some competition going here. I just don't know if this is it. I, yeah. It looks like a great... I, 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 I'm not going to... Here's my biggest problem. It's running Android. And the hardware itself doesn't seem to be all that robust compared to what I know is out there. But I don't know. It... Logic, it, because it's Logitech, that's the only thing that gives me pause to completely yeah. write it off. So if Microsoft really gets behind this thing and really pushes it, which they have been for the first week or so, and availability isn't dog crap, which it is, um, it could become a thing. I just, 
I think the Steam Deck got there first, and I think it's probably a better device right now. So it's got an uphill battle, no question about it. Um, I, I think that I think that the only thing that that's going to go in its favor is that Valve is not really uh, the Steam Deck's a bit of a like a lot of people don't know don't know about it. No. So um, and and I don't think Valve is looking for the Steam Deck to be uh, certainly at this stage to be a huge mass market device. Well, no, it is very, very much an enthusiast device at the well, moment. Whereas Logitech, I, I think, will... mostly because of availability, though. If they, if they Maybe. could crank these out, where if you ordered a Steam Deck today, you're getting it by Tuesday or Wednesday. That would be a whole different matter. If you order one today, it's 2023 before you get one. So, yeah, knowing that, I would have to disagree with you. I would agree with you, but only because of current situation. That's right. that's the only reason. Um, yeah. It's a good time to be a gamer, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, there's as some you, as great you say, stuff. Choice is good, but the uh, the perennial issue with being a gamer, and, and we've all been there, is that sometimes you back the wrong horse, and once you you've invested in something, it kind of sucks if the, you then find it's circling the drain, yeah, uh, and you end up with the you know the the system that uh, that nobody else has. Yeah, I'm, the, t- I'm the, totally downloading Halo on my Steam Deck now. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I did get GTA uh, 5 up and running, and um, yeah. I will say this about the Steam Deck. the um, When you have an issue, like when you purchase GTA 5, which, by the way, is still full fucking price on there. Give me a break. Um, I already owned it, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah. th- that being said, uh, it downloads. It takes a long time. I had to get another SD card to you know accommodate yeah. the space. When you try to launch it, it wants a CD key. And there's nothing intuitive on figuring out how to get your your CD key. And if you do a Google search for it, you're never going to find it. The only uh, way I uh, found it was by mistake. Unfortunately, this is one of the... The, the benefit of the Steam Deck is that it's a PC. The downside of a Steam Deck is it's a PC. Yep. And PC gaming has a lot of this crap. DRM, well, DRM in particular. Well, a lot of people I know have been complaining. There are various different versions of GTA available on the Steam Store. So there are some which were okay. And then all of a sudden recently Rockstar added their own launcher, which you had to go through to yeah. get this thing to work. And th- that has caused an enormous amount of problems because the launcher um, didn't play well with the Steam Deck's uh, like Linux Windows emulation. Yep. Um, and, and then people have had problems like this where it's asking for things and they're like, well, I don't understand. And you can't, the problem is you can't go to valve and ask them even though it's their hardware, even though it's their hardware, because they'll say, well, this is, this is to do with the game publisher and the game publisher, you know, game publishers are not really great at doing support, even when they've done, um, done things that actually get in the way and really kind of bother gamers. Their, their attitude is very, very let's say fair shall we say so uh that, well, for is, the greatest, that is an issue for the biggest selling game of all time for this new device that's been out for a little while now the steam deck i know people are playing gta 5 on there i can't get it running what the hell's going on i had yeah. to hold um an on-screen thing at the launcher and then it brings up a menu that says cd key and then it gave me my CD key, which I can then copy, and then I pasted it into. <laughs> yeah. It was stupid. I'm like, this it is, is stupid, so but that dumb. Is, but that is Rockstar. They are just, you know, 
they they're focused on the consoles. The yeah. PC ports are a, a secondary thing. Yeah. And you saw what happened when they tried to do a, a remaster. Like was it last year or the yeah. year before? No, it was last year. It was a it was a it was a train wreck. And after everyone bought it and said, you know what, this is a train wreck, it's terrible, Rockstar went, oh, yeah, you know, really thinking about it, it didn't really meet our quality uh, goals. It's like, what the hell? It was published with your name on it. Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah, the, unfortunately, this is the downside of PC gaming, is that the uh, the the game publishers, it's like a really abusive relationship between you and the game publishers. They will just mess with you all over uh, and the you know the the standard corporate responses. We made this change to improve our customers' experience, and it's like, don't lie to me. You did it to mess with us. So, staying at Rockstar for a minute on yeah. the last Geekiest show or Geeky Geeks Pub. I'll get there. Um, we talked about this leak that we weren't sure, but we were pretty sure that this is a legit thing on GTA oh, yeah. Six. And back and, back then, when we were talking about it, it was just a couple of videos. Right. And then it turned out that the guy had ripped off pretty much everything he could find yeah. and published it all to the internet. There was, what, 95 videos or something like this? Yeah. Showing every facet of this game. It's well, in early development, I mean, yeah. nobody looking yeah, but, at but, think, thinks this is what it's actually going no, to be. No, no. Like. But this is what it looks like today. Right. I mean, he just basically took everything off their servers and said, this is where it's up to, uh, and published it all, all up on the internet. And, and we, I say he rather than she because we know it's a he. And once again, the bad guys have a British accent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is this is apparently well. So the word is that um, the British police have arrested a seventeen-year-old boy from Oxfordshire, um, and have linked this crime to him. As However, well as it looks like an Uber, he did that Uber hack. They're saying now too. Yeah. However, what I would the only thing that would I would hesitate on this is that uh, the way unlike in the US um here there are particularly with minors there are laws about what you can say about somebody who's been arrested even before they've been charged about what they're accused of. Yeah. And certainly even once they've been charged you can't you can't name them, you can't um you can't say who they are. Um, and you can just say that a person, a 17-year-old boy who lives in Oxfordshire has been charged with a crime. And I think that's where we are at the moment. So there's the, there's a lot of rumours going around, and I presume that s some of these rumours are more informed than others, that this boy is responsible for uh, the Rockstar hack. But he may not be. They may have picked him up for the Uber hack or for something else, and it could be that somebody's put two and two together and made five and has then rung up Oxfordshire police and all the, all the met or whoever and have, have said you know off the record can somebody confirm this and the person who's confirmed it off the record has no idea and just tells them anyway yeah. so it's not absolutely confirmed at this point but um you know uh, all we really know is a kid in Oxfordshire has been fingered for hacking if you like by the the long arm of the British law and he was uh, um this came out afterwards that he wanted Rockstar to contact him. He wanted to be paid or yeah, he was threatening well, to release the source he, code. Yeah. And, um, that's what a lot of people, and the, 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 you see the problem with being a cyber criminal is that, um, if you particularly, if you're not a sophisticated one, getting paid is how they catch you. Yes. You have to communicate. Uh, and that means that you leave a trail that can be found. Um, so, uh, I don't, I'm uh, so, well, yeah, I think 17-year-old kids make a lot of dumb mistakes. 
Uh, and if this is what he's done and he was hoping to get a payday from it, then he's made some quite dumb mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, there La- we go. Last thing I want to talk about. Have you been to The Verge lately? Uh, I have now. In fact, I, I heard about this. Um, Neil I. Patel was on John Gruber's podcast last uh, week. The Verge they, has they, been... They addressed this. The Verge has been an excellent publication since it launched. Um, you don't find too many places like The Verge that has such a wide range of coverage. Um, seems to have some integrity as well. Uh, yeah. Well um, written, the- well edited to make yeah. such a colossal mistake. And they seem to be doubling down on it. Like, no, this is what we're going to look like now. Their new design on their website, it might be... No, I'm going to say it is, is the worst design I've ever seen in my life. They took something that was good and made it almost unreadable. It it is so bad now that I'm amazed. I'm just, I'm dumbfounded how stupid the people at The Verge are thinking that, hey, let's let's take our our well-populated, well-regarded, highly trafficked main web page and make it as hard as and, and as difficult to read as possible. Let's use some of the ugliest colors that are eye straining. <laughs> let let let's use tiny little graphics instead of the big ones we used to. Let's let's make this super mobile friendly but in the most disgusting way possible. It's yeah. it's so bad that it it's killed me going to the verge. I go there maybe once a week now. So um, I, I get insulated from a lot of this because I'm one of those weird odd people who still likes to use RSS. Um, and so if I want a list of articles from a website, I put it in the newsreader. I don't go directly to the website. But I, as I say, I listened to Neil I, um talk about this on John Gruber's um, talk show podcast this yeah. week. And um, yeah, you know, I think he, he accepts that it's not, right at the moment but he i think i mean he was defending it he said first of all people said oh it's got too many fonts on it and he says it's only got three fonts it only uses three fonts well that might be true but it doesn't look like it uses three fonts it looks like it uses loads of fonts it's terrible um yeah the uh, the headline well the logo is awful because it's one of those things with a split through the middle and it it just basically it makes your eyes go cross-eyed the headlines it's on a it's it's only got a dark theme at the moment there's no light theme which i think is a mistake um the headlines use a really horrible font that's kind of all crammed together so it's difficult to read and then it's highlighted from the black it's white text with um what looks like a like a purpley blue background it's um, terrible. and apparently apparently the reason one of the reasons they went with this redesign oh yeah and and finding the list of articles is right down near the bottom the stuff in the way that you don't want to see i don't want to see the most read articles because if i'm coming here regularly i've probably read all of those yep. and i've got to scroll past and find the new stuff then and they put at the top this story stream which apparently was one of the main reasons for this re- redesign which is rather than writing a full article for something that's a link they wanted to be able to do it kind of a like a Twitter-esque type thing. But the problem is, is I don't want to see these links. Yeah, no, I want to read. I want, because the, the links is the links are like the, you know, the 
dashed off on the on the mobile phone type response to something. That's not what I go to the verge for. I go to read the long form stuff because they're one of the few places where the journalism is still halfway decent. If you're the guy instead, in charge of the verge and you have to go on a website to defend the new defend defend yeah. the new design, you've already made a mistake. Yeah. It, it's time to admit it's awful. Pull the plug and go back to what you had before. Yeah, this this is terrible. Oh man! And then sometimes you click on the uh, the colours. I've actually clicked on the article by Nile, which which is welcome to the new verge, revolutionising the media with blog posts, which is a terrible tagline. But the thing is, that story is festooned with uh, it, there's a sick greeny yellow. There's yes. a regular green here. It's, As, it's awful. The whole know, thing. Oh, is it, just it's so bad. just really bad. Yeah, it is. And the color, Yeah, the primary color palette they've chosen is royal. That purple, like a like a mint green, a sick yellow, a, a kind of anemic red, and then a pink. It's just it, well, they they must all be colorblind. It's it's um, awful. I cannot believe they're st- they're doubling down and keeping this. Yeah. It it yeah. It's this is the kind of thing, and I hate to say it. That can kill a publication. Yep. I don't care how good your content is. If it's an eyesore to go there and look at it, people don't want to read it. What yeah. are you doing? Obviously, yeah, obviously there, obviously there is, you know, people have different style type tastes and that sort and of that's thing. And that's fine, but, if, but this that's is... That's fine, but if, if, the, if, if a big majority of, of, your, uh, of your customers, and customers is what we are in these things, sure. say they don't like it, then you need to, you need to take that on. If you have to go on a podcast to defend it, well, I, I, he was there for over. other reasons, but I think he was invited because partly because of the controversy over the redesign, sure. and um, yeah, I, I mean, and not only that as well. The, the, so, looking through this the, the, this headline feature, which is the um, ability to link to stuff, there's one of their commentators here has got a link in their story stream and the title of the link is look at this thing that's not what i want right look you know it's just like you know, they probably think they're being incredibly cute by going oh look i've got a link to something you need to read it but it's like there are the problem is there are other places for that yeah twitter is where you see people linking to stuff right and uh, i don't want to see it on their main website i really don't um uh, yeah this is this is awful 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 there's nothing redeeming about it It, it's one of the worst designs i've ever seen people should be fired for this seriously they should lose their job well you know what look let the market decide people will either i am the market yeah i am the market david it's terrible people will stop coming to the verge if they don't like it. when i posted Uh, this on twitter (laughs) every single person agreed with me not one person said uh i might get used to it or Every single yeah. person that replied to my tweet was like, "This is so bad. This is awful." And and as I, I say, heard colorblind yeah. about four different times. Yeah, with with the combination of bad design, um, ads, uh, JavaScript, and all of that other stuff. This is why I read everything on the web through an RSS reader because I don't have to deal with this stuff. It yeah. all looks the same to me because I'm reading it on a on the program that where I choose what it looks like. Well, stop reading stuff there and show your solidarity with good taste. <laughs> what, by not reading The Verge? Like That's I'm right. already not reading it there. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. In that case, done. if you put it to me like that, I'm done. I'm in. 
<laughs> so with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback is the show at techfanpodcast.com. Yeah, there must be loads of you out there who've upgraded to iPhone 14s or Pros. So yeah, we want to hear from you. We want to know hear. what you think. Yeah, what are you what doing on your phone that we didn't talk about that we should know about? Let us know. Yeah. The show at techfanpodcast.com. Or you can find us techfanpodcast on either uh, Facebook or Twitter. And David, I will see you next week for the Geeks Pub where we're going to talk about the rapidly declining She-Hulk and the rapidly ascending... And Andor, Andor, Andor. Yeah. See you then. Mm-hmm. See you then.